This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Um, we get into it. Today, we're talking about CEO of your life, being the best CEO for yourself that you can be as opposed to letting someone else run your life for you, right? It's as simple, simple as running your life versus letting others run it for you. Are you the CEO of your life? That's the question that we're asking. That's the topic we're dealing with. That's what we're jumping into today. BJ, does that sound correct? Is that accurate, sir? No, it does. You know, we live in a culture and a time, man, where, you know, you got Uber Eats, <laughs> you have Grubhub, you have algorithms that cater to your stuff. You have Amazon Prime. You have all kinds of things, man, that just kind of run you. Like you look up before you notice it, it's just happening and you don't put no effort to it, right? And mm-hmm. I think the problem with it is, again, though it's good, the convenience takes away from the progress of who you are, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And some things you do need to actually engage in. You can unintentionally not be the CEO <laughs> because things are just kind of happening for you. And so for us, it's very important to just begin to talk about how do you become the CEO of your life? So yeah, yeah JP, open us up with an illustration, man. What, what do you think as you hear us talking about moving to be the CEO? That sounds really bossy to me. Yeah. Um, give, give us an illustration to better make sense of that thing. Yeah. I got two. One is a quick one. So I don't know if you game at all, but there's uh, NBA 2K, right? So I don't game at all. Go ahead. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I don't. I I haven't in the last year, so I need to get back to it. Um, my wife prefers that I don't, but you know, hey, she don't run me. Ha! I'm the CEO of my life. You the CEO of my life. I'm the CEO of my life. So basically, um, there's a mode where people don't even play the game anymore. They're just there's like literally a CEO. Like you run your team and you build your team around you being like the the general manager of the club. So it, it the game progressed from like you playing the game. You're developing your character. You starting from the D League, working your way up to the to the to the main league. Now they have a mode where you're the manager. You're the boss of the club. Huh. You're making decisions on how much to charge for hot dogs, what kind of snacks to have, how much to charge for seats, blah blah blah, all that type of stuff. And I mentioned that because that's where we are in culture, where people are so like not in charge of their own life that they'll go into a video game to kind of be the boss of something. Mm. Right. People are giving them orders, telling them what to do, giving them directions, giving them steps to take. And the only way to 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 grab some control of their life is to jump on the sticks, turn on that Xbox, that PS4, that whatever, and to be the CEO or to be the general manager of a fictitious basketball team on a video game. Mercy, that's profound. Bruh. Huh. I'm saying. 
is real. Go it's ahead, real. JP. Go it's ahead. real. This is real. Go ahead. Dude. Right? That's profound. Go ahead, bro. But people don't check. They don't like when I hear and see these things. I'm like, bro, my 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 antennas just go up. My spider sense starts tingling. It's like, bro, like you are in such a place where you don't even run things in your own life to where you're settled to coming on to this video game and being the boss of a basketball club online. Wow. On the video game, on the console. But that's where we're starting. So the second thing is that I've been a part of a faith community where the bishop, here you go, BJ, doom, doom, into your, uh, uh, your jokes. No, listen, uh, listen. You need to thank the audience, bro. That it, This is a viewer. This ain't me. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame the listeners, bro. They, uh, they the okay. one tweeting inbox me about the bishop uh, okay. jokes. Go ahead, bro. That's uh, not me. Shout out to the, right. the listeners, man. Thank y'all. Make sure you share with your friends. So the, the next the next T-shirt that we're gonna create is gonna be it's gonna say I'm the bishop. All right, you know what I'm saying. So, all right, but I'm saying so it has like sub meetings. So the bishop means I'm the boss. I'm the CEO. I run things. You know what I'm saying? Like call me bishop. Um, so basically, in that setting, we had situations where grown men um, had to ask the bishop whether or not they can go on vacation. Grown men had to run. No, they did not. Are you what? are you joking? Are you serious? Because I don't no, know. If the... I don't have time for games. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I'm on here, I spit hot fire. I spit these facts, and then I go home. All right. And then I bounce. So you don't have to ask me. Am I kidding? <laughs> all right. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So y'all had to ask. Go on vacation. Did y'all have hours? Was it like two weeks vacation? What was like the time? Hey, <laughs> ain't no y'all. Ain't no y'all, all right? I did what I did. No, I didn't. I was part of the group, too. Um, I was trying to pretend. <laughs> I got told when I could take my vacation and when I couldn't. So here's the general rule. What was said was the church is open Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. And there's nothing more important in life than what is happening in this building on Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. So if there's something wow. that, you, that, that's gonna, that you're trying to do that's going to take you away from this building on Tuesday, Friday and Sunday, you can't do it. So people who are taking vacations from Sunday night to <laughs> Tuesday morning or from Tuesday to Friday, uh, Tuesday wow. evening to Friday. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's what many people did, but that's what the that's what the, the situation was. Hey, you need to be here. If you're somewhere else, that ain't what God was telling you to do. You're in sin and something's wrong with you. To the point where my, my, my mom turned 50 and she went on this like train tour of Europe and because I gave her the same line that was given to me. Did she get permission to go to Europe? She, she didn't go to the church, so I don't, okay, stop. Oh, I need you to stop, okay? I went to the church. She didn't go to the church. And instead of me going to Europe, this is a serious moment, man. I got time for your games. Um, instead of me going to Europe with her and riding on a train and going to Belgium and Brussels and Paris and whatever, I had to be at church. Um, so it was, you know, I don't fault me as much because I was like 21, 22, 23 at the time. But there were grown men in that institution that were like, can only marry a woman that the bishop, you know, said, here's the thumbs up. Couldn't go on vacation until he gave him the thumbs up. Um, They couldn't take certain jobs unless he gave him the thumbs up. I don't need you over there, uh, like, masking your laughing, okay? I, I see you. <laughs> what? What? Why are you checking me? Why are you trying to be the CEO of my life, Jamie? <laughs> because I can, I can, I can feel you, bro. I, I, not, I, bro, listen. I'll, listen. I checked myself. I checked myself. So you don't care about self-regulation, bro. Listen, you're not really abolitionist, bro. I, I checked myself. 
I was about uh-huh. to laugh when you told uh-huh. me you mother went to to bishops. You went to Europe for a fifty year anniversary, and bro, you couldn't go because you had to go to the mine. Did they at least mime that night? What What did they do? What, what was like? Uh, okay. dope? What was special that uh, night? What right. did they do uh, to like? All right. I'm asking, all like, right. what was special that night? Uh, they had to have. It was a special service, bro. Tell me there was a special service. Um, moving right along. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't get to play me, sir. I'm the CEO of my life. Uh, Go ahead. I'm Go the ahead. boss Go of my ahead. life. Thank you. Go ahead. Carry um, on. So basically, that's 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 the end of the 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 jokes I'm gonna allow you to have. So I'm gonna just cut it off right there. So basically, in an institution where the adult men and women, for that matter, had to run their entire lives by this person. Um, to the point where he was making decisions on colleges, making decisions on college majors, was making decisions on spousal situations, making Ooh. decisions on... Um, I mean, it was times where girls would fall pregnant at, at young ages and he would tell the parents to kick those girls out of their house because he knew, you know, they those pregnant girls didn't need to be bad influences on the other children in the home. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, your daughter's 16. She got pregnant. Put her out so that your eight-year-old daughter won't follow in her footsteps. Oh. What kind of nonsense? And there was there was adults that were like, yeah, that's a good idea. And they did it. And so when we're talking about, <laughs> we're not like, there's no games being played right now. When we're talking about being a life CEO and making sure that you run things, this is how serious we're talking. Does that sound serious to you, sir? I don't know. I mean, it does, does it but it's too serious for the podcast, though, because I got so many jokes still, but it's too serious for the podcast. So basically what I'm hearing you say is that y'all couldn't go to Belgium for vacation. And in, in the life CEO, the bishop in that situation, like had ultimate, that was an authoritarian, bro. That's not a bishop. That's like authoritarian. That's somebody who tells you everything to do. And you have to comply or be excommunicated. Is that what what I'm hearing you say? Should I should I add a boy you now? Yes, that's what I okay, said. Okay, yes. 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 Thank you. you. So thank that's you. thank you. You should. So that's not a bishop. That's an authoritarian. So uh-huh. there's a uh-huh. difference between those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me talk about some moments in my <laughs> life where. Oh, okay. You know, I wasn't acting like the CEO of life. Um. And I don't think this is anybody's fault. So I went to a public school and, you know, didn't realize that there's a vast difference in how you educate public school kids, you know, in the inner city versus regular kids. And I don't know if you've ever seen the differences in education, JP, but there's just a lot more resources, tutoring, training, and money. I I may have mentioned before um, with the SAT and ACT, that I took my ACT in uh, 30 minutes, and it's a four-hour class. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, you heard, you heard me. You heard <laughs> what I said. You, I, I did what uh, I did. It is what it is, right? right. Um, yeah. But, I, but I, was, I, I mentioned that before, if you would go back and listen to the show, I mentioned before how... In a lot of ways, uh, you know, I, I just kind of finessed my way. And I thought, man, if I can just show up, I'll finesse my way. And so for me, not being a CEO of my life was getting to college, undergrad. And, you know, being with friends. And we just kind of hanging out every day. And, bro, school was hard. When you come from an under-resourced community and you're thrown into a D1 college they don't care about your excuses. <laughs> They're like, hey, did you take the remedial course? 
because we're going to do business as usual, right? All right. And so for me, in a lot of ways, you know, I was, because I was a part of um, a Christian community, a faith community, and I thought, man, all I got to do is be, you know, spiritual and everything else. I failed to be the CEO of my education, right? So I was, you know, similar to you, I was in the small groups and Bible studies, and I was faithful and doing what I was supposed to do. But bro, when it came to school, I was a horrible student. And you know, that didn't really matter. It was like, yo, as long as you come to Bible study and you're faithful, then it's good. Look, we don't have no problem where you are with those things. And when I look back on my grades, my academic experience, um, you know, always longing to just get out because I had to get out because this wasn't real, you know, ministry and real service and all these other things. I realized that, man, I was not even close to being the CEO of my life. Um, I was hoping that somehow, some way, that what I was doing in my, I guess, desire to want to serve the church would have supplemented, you know, where I was lacking as a student, right? And so for me, not being the CEO meant that I didn't take my school seriously, even though Sally Mae was taking it seriously, right? Because... Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Sally Mae is definitely taking your school experience seriously, whether you're you are or not. And I got to a place, JP, in that process where I was an undergrad student, I was taking classes, um, I was failing because I was, you know, not necessarily taking them seriously. I was poorly prepared, and I was accumulating debt. But then I ended up getting having a child early on, and I realized at a certain point, like, yo. If I continue down a path that I'm on right now, I will literally end up at a factory. I will literally end up in a entry like, and I mean this like in a very serious way. Like, I'd, I'll literally end up in that because I'm just hoping that this works out. And truth of the matter is, just because the people in my life at this moment are so gung ho about ministry and gung ho about the church, if I don't pass these grades. I'm going to find myself in a very dead-end situation for life, right? And so when I look back of not being the CEO, I was not being the CEO of my life. I was hoping that, you know, just serving would have been enough. And I almost put myself in a, in a long-term situation where the only way I would have been able to provide for my family was through, you know, some very entry-level means um, that, that would make it very challenging to do what I'm doing today. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest 
and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. So, JP, what are some areas, I guess, in terms of, you know, culture? You go like, man, I see people not really being the CEO of their life, um, and it really disturbs me. What are some ways you see, like, man, people are just really failing to be the CEO? One area that I think has a lot of tremendous impact on people subconsciously and they don't really realize it. It's just, uh, okay, bad cop. Go ahead. Cop. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, who's a bad cop? I'm uh, the good cop. Uh, JP's a bad uh, cop. Go ahead, guys. Embrace it. Go ahead. Go, bro. Uh, just, just, man, running their life through the filter of other people's expectations, right? We have, we grow up in cultures where mom has an idea for your life, dad has an idea for your life, the community that you grew up in sometimes has an idea for your life, um, your ethnic identity um, has an idea for your life. And I am currently living on a continent where there's hundreds of tribes of people that if you put them in a the lineup, you probably couldn't tell one tribe from another. But instead of actively working towards, why you didn't like that? Was that that wasn't okay? No, that's good. I think that's good. They okay. they think they so okay. distinct. Nobody on outside right. would know they're different. <laughs> right? Okay. Good. Okay. I'm glad the, you followed me. Jason, I'm following you. Go ahead. Go All right. Ahead. Um, they're they're so bent on flexing their tribe, flexing their their identity, flexing their their culture. Um, that big picture things fly over their head. Hey, you're all being mm. duped. There's all there's somebody that's <laughs> running your what? <laughs> no, I'm laughing because it's true. Go ahead. The French okay, is right? running it. The right, Dutch, exactly, the right. Dutch, they are running it. Go ahead. Right, Go right? ahead, bro. You're all being duped. There the wool is being pulled over your eyes. There's somebody else that's in control. You're just puppets. Instead of bossing up, leveling up, being the goat and figuring out how to maximize opportunities, how to come together how to to put money into pots and create wealth for generations, they'll settle for scraps and they'll fight over stuff that don't mean anything and be at each other's neck, you know, knowing they're getting played or maybe they don't even know they're being played. Maybe that's the bigger piece. But instead of running their lives and, and being successful and being the CEOs of the situation, some outside forces are getting the best of them. And I think that when it comes to being the CEO of your life um, and making sure that that you're in charge of things and that somebody else isn't in charge of things, we we, we really have to pay more attention to bigger picture things. And we can't mm. let things that have historically run us, um, run us. And I'm trying to think of like an example that won't necessarily get me um, beat up in the streets. Um, Bro, you can say what you want we- to say. Uh, yes, I can say what I want to say, but there's also the consequences and repercussions of things that get said sometimes. Um, uh, I'll, I'll look at things such, uh, <laughs> I don't want to use when that. Uh, correct. I don't remember this. Bro, listen, I don't, I didn't remember. I don't know this JP. I don't know the politically correct JP. Go ahead, bro. Well, listen, Do you need I'm, me to finish the point? Because I'm not politically correct. Have, Go ahead. I have a passport that I would like to continue to get stamped. So oh, at some point it. in life, Perfect. I, Perfect. I have to make sure Perfect. that certain, Perfect. you know, um, powers that be. I ain't no punk. Don't yeah, get me yeah, confused. Ain't no punk. Ain't no uh, punk. But there are certain times where I have to use a certain tact. But just I see opportunities for people to come together and to achieve goals. 
um, to create businesses, to create legacies, um, to use their wealth in a way that makes sense, um, as opposed to buying things because they got certain symbols on them, whether it's um, certain letters or certain... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like people don't understand how consumer-driven they are. They don't understand how they're they're sold a dream, they're given a lifestyle that's unattainable or put you in debt or whatever the case may be. And you're not you're not running things because you're you're out here chasing these dreams of other people or chasing this lifestyle or chasing these fantasies and these companies and this commercialism and this consumerism is running you. Um, which is a detraction for what I really wanted to get to, but I'm just using that as an overarching thing. Like, man, we were we were so busy being run by advertisers and marketers and people that want to sell us things that make us feel better. We'll chase after those things and we'll lose sight of the bigger picture. Getting back to what I want to say before is just the idea that, man, like, we will be so caught up in culture. I had to tell somebody the other day, I had I had to chill on my my fist in the air. Um, I'm black and I'm proud because sometimes I lose sight of what's important for the sake of just being black, right? Just being black for the sake of being black. Um, and I, not to say that don't be woke, not to say that um, to minimize one's culture and ethnicity because those things are important. Um, but we can't be so caught up in flexing our culture, flexing our ethnicity that we lose sight of what's the bigger picture and what's really important. Okay. And so that was my way of tap dancing around the subject. But in Life CEO, um, <laughs> challenge. In, in Life CEO, we have to really understand when we're getting played. We have to really understand and recognize when people are, are spending money or advertising and marketing to get us to buy stuff that keeps us forever poor. We have to understand when we buying that new car isn't the move because it's probably better to buy one used or to buy a certain type of car versus what you want to be seen in. Like there's so many different areas in life um, where I could go on forever, but I'm not, um, where people just get caught in the traps and they just put themselves in binds and put themselves in situations where they're either trying to please a family, they're trying to please their culture, they're trying to please a boss, they're trying to please a spouse, they're trying to please their children. Um, and instead of running their life successfully, they allow others ideas of what they should be doing, the direction they should be going, what they should be driving, where they should be living to push them into the directions where they keeps them in debt, that keeps them unhappy, that gets them in marriages they shouldn't be in, that gets them having jobs that they shouldn't be in, um, gets them chasing dreams that they should be chasing because there's somebody else's dream for them um, and not what they would have for, the, for their own life. Is that good? Can I stop? No, it, it is, bro. You did a great job. And um, thank you. You know, y'all listening from the government, make sure y'all don't revoke <laughs> my man's visa. Cause <laughs> hey, listen, hey, look, listen. We, we need him to be in there. Hey, and, and enough of that. We no more of that. Um, <laughs> let me tell you what I see. <laughs> man, I just see a lot of fear, and I see people are petrified. They, it's so weird. People are quietly talking about their ambitions and their dreams, almost so that they don't die. Um, but they talk about them in such a way that isn't courageous enough so that they can't live. And so what I would yeah. say is like, I know you're not the CEO of your life when nothing about your life um, can be criticized over time, right? Hmm. So we love to be people pleasing, right? People, you know, call themselves shaming me, putting me in my place by criticizing hmm. me. Now, listen to this. This is what's funny. I've come from, you know, just kind of this, regular blue-collar upbringing to traveling the world, 
creating things that inspire people in all nations, right? And I've done it with nothing but criticism. I've done it with lots of doubt. Every new level is a new devil. Every new level is someone trying to discourage me. And it has always come with criticism, but it's also come with praise. And what I find is, it's it's very interesting to me that people who want to become the CEO, they lack the courage to do what's necessary in this next season in order to be faithful with their gifts, right? So maybe they know they're supposed to start a podcast. Maybe they know they're supposed to start shooting videos. Maybe they know that they're supposed to write that book or start that business or do those different things. But because they are, they fear so much of what someone could say and how they're lacking, they never become the CEO. They just become uh, a disgruntled manager, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you ever been around a manager who hate their job and yet they're responsible for the job? <laughs> right? And you're yeah. like, it's annoying to be around a manager who hates their job and yet they're responsible for their job. And those types of managers, they hate to see people get promoted, right? Because in their brain, they really think they know who should be promoted and who shouldn't. Did you go through this? Did you go through that? Did you do through that? And what you find yourself when you don't take the necessary steps to become the CEO of your life, you become a very um, defeated individual, right? On one end, you become very defeated and insecure, or you become quietly competitive with people who may not be taking, who are taking risks, but they're not going the route that they should in order to advance, right? And so what I would say is in a culture right now, again, we're talking about faith communities. We're talking about people in relationships and friendships. Um, We're talking about job and career. We're talking about your mentors and the people you look up to. We're talking about how you raise your family, are you willing to take the risk in order to gain the reward? And what I find is that individuals love to talk about the reward, but they're only willing to put in a little bit of a risk, if any at all. And so not becoming the CEO of your life means that you just talk about it. You never do it. And you say to other people how passionate you are or you're so quick to criticize other people who do take risks. That's why for me, it's fun. I think it's, I'm blown away by people who think they have the audacity to criticize my life and they're terrified of criticism. I go, you could never be in my situation. So you laugh and you got jokes and you have so much stuff to say about what I do because I am operating out of conviction and it looks risky And yet, deep down in your soul, you're longing to be in a position to where you can have that type of courage. So here's the thing, and I want to say this because I'm turning into bad cop, right? Um, Do it. Feels good. Here's the thing that I I am. I'm being free. Here's what I'm saying to our listener. You have to stop. If you find yourself criticizing a situation repetitively, you you need to grieve the fact that that season ended. Or you need to recognize that you need to put your hands to the plow and to do what you think should be happening so you don't become exasperating of people's time. And so becoming a CEO of your life means you don't just wait for stuff to happen anymore, right? JP, listen, it's so hard to be this strong, outspoken critic 
when you're this adamant steward of your gifts and talent and taking risks for your own life. It's hard. It's impossible. I would say it's even impossible to be this loud critic when every day you're waking up figuring out how you can take the little next step that you know is supposed to occur in your life and you practice it quietly with the assistance of you know, the divine, right? And so for me, what I see in this culture is we have people who talk about freedom who don't know responsibility. We talk about people who want the reward, who don't want to incur the risk. And we have people who want to have this status of being experienced in a particular way, and yet they're not willing to put it on paper and to plan it so that they can even go through the motions of what it would take in order for them to at least make the progress towards the things that they want and desire. And so becoming a CEO, in my perspective, means you stop putting up excuses. You start saying, man, I'm I'm going to step into that thing. I'm going to step into my parenting. I'm going to step into my marriage. I'm going to step into my purpose. I'm going to step into my career. I'm going to stop making excuses about my faith community. If I need to leave, I'm leaving. If I need to volunteer more, I'm volunteering. I'm not waiting for anybody to give me another permission slip. I'm going to step into these things because it's birthing conviction and I'm humble enough to allow myself to be a learner along this journey so that I can experience transformation. JP, tell us what you think. How do we, just from your perspective, um, in a goat-like moment, how do we become, how do we begin the process of becoming the CEO of our lives? Yeah. I'll give you a quote. Give you a goat, a goat quote, right? <laughs> right? Goat quote. We'll take it. All right. Think about this. Just 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 marinate this and marinate on this and I'm gonna say it slow. I used to care about what people thought about me until one day I tried to pay my bills with their opinions. I'll do it again. I used to care yeah. about what people thought about me Say it again. until one day. Uh, one more time, one more time. I used to care about what people thought about me until one day I tried to pay my bills with their opinions. Um, this, like, I don't, I don't know how I can't, I can't be more direct than that, man. Like when you're, when you're living goat status, when you're trying to move from a situation where you're the, you, you become the CEO of your life, um, you run your life instead of let, uh, letting others run you, certain things just don't matter anymore. Um, I put a tweet out a couple of days ago, uh, when I, I just talked about how free my life became once I stopped worrying about other people. Once I stop mm. worrying about how you raise your kids, how you, you know, uh, what church you go to, what type of service and worship you try to do. Uh, when I stopped worrying about like what job you got and where you going in life, I started living my own life. I started worrying about what I got going on under my roof and recognize and realize I need to take care of my family before I worry about how you take care of yours. Uh, it, it was a very freeing moment in that time for me to realize like, man, I need to be busy minding my own business, right? And in the same vein, like, man, like, when we get so caught up in caring about whether or not the bishop gives us permission to take a vacation, whether or not the bishop is happy with the, the college major we're choosing, whether or not the bishop is, is excited about the spouse uh, we're trying to marry, and we actually start to make decisions for ourselves where we have to critically think through things, where we have to assess things, where we have to weigh out the pros and cons, where we might have Good. to uh, configure, you know, um, what, what is the trajectory of my life for my three months, my six months, my one year, my five year, my 10 year plan? Instead of having people give that to us, it frees us and it puts us in a direction of health, of wholeness, of happiness, 
and it takes the shackles off of us and it, it removes the anxiety, it removes the depression, it removes the the frustration. Because Good, yes, bro. it may be right, it may be hard and it may be difficult to to make decisions and to to plan plans. But when you're actually doing it yourselves and you're actually just conferring with people to kind of get some wisdom and some advice and advice as opposed to allowing others to make the decisions for you, you're in a much better place. You're in a healthier place. You're in a happier place. You feel good. And that's what ghosts do, bro. When you're the greatest of all times, man, when you're living a life where you're the greatest of all times, you're not living in life for other people. You're living your life for yourself. And it's not to say you don't care about input. It's not to say that you don't seek wise counsel and you don't get wisdom and you don't get a life coach and you don't go to buildabetterus.com. It's more so just one of those things where your moves aren't limited to what others' ideas of what your move should be. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Right. Yeah, I, I love I love what you're saying. And and just to, to even just emphasize what you're saying, you know, you loving you is your ability like it really gives you capacity to love others maturely. And I yeah. think just being able to say that, JP, if someone is struggling and he's saying, man, I don't, I don't know, this is a lot. I don't know what to do. Uh, where can people go um, specifically to help them just, man, get the type of help they need to become the GOAT um, in this season or become the CEO of their life? Where can they go? Yeah, there's a website, buildabetterus.com. Um, there's a tab you can click on says get involved. Um, from there, you can go and find a life coach that can help you be the CEO of your life and give you game on how you can kind of run things for yourself um, instead of letting other people run your life for you. Good, good. Yeah, so you're listening. Uh, make sure you check out buildabetterus.com. Check out a life coach. Uh, we want to help you become, you know, just the goat and become the CEO of your life. Um, make sure you also subscribe to the podcast and share, rate, and review. Um, tag us at BJ116 and at C. John Roar because our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.